Hello and welcome everyone to episode 15 of the VGC Trainers School podcast, where we focus on the competitive side of Pokemon. Whether you are a ladder scholar or newcomer to VGC, we will help you learn. Class is in session. I am Jake, and I am joined today by my two co-hosts, Tony and Will. Thank you both so much for coming on. We'll start with you, Tony. Uh, what's up? What's going on, man? How you doing? Doing all right. Uh, just signed up for Portland today. The tickets just went on sale today. So, I mean, now I'm getting ready for my uh, my future victory of Portland. Even if it's not real, I win no matter what. There you go. Well, that's exciting. Um, I feel like sometimes with, with these events, it's almost gotten to a point where it's like just getting like into the tournament is a victory in and of itself. Right? Like I was surprised this one didn't sell out right away like like a few of the other ones did. Like what was it? Uh, Orlando? Orlando sold out in like what? Five minutes? Yeah, it's insane. Um, so, so that's what? Like the beginning of May? I think? May 6th. Cool, cool. But yeah, that's uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be great to uh, to start planning for for Portland. We also have here Will. Uh, Will, what's going on? How are you doing, man? I'm doing good. Uh, I've been playing a little bit since last time. I mentioned that I was trying to get to Master Ball, just like as a way to force myself to play and also get those sweet sweet rewards. So I was able to do that this month. Um, I changed my team from last month, and I'm pretty happy with it. So that's been fun to play with. Also, dipped my toe into the Paldea Prologue games. I used this team that some really good team builder built for me um, and it worked great. So that was kind of fun to use the ride on legends a little bit. It was a cool experience. Very cool. Yeah. I, uh, I think that that, I think there is something there to, to that team that we, that we put together. You say I, we, it was a lot of you. I mean, <laughs> I did, I did get a lot of, a lot of input from you guys as, as I was playing through and, you know, changing up the teams and whatnot. I mean, it started as like a disquake team and then it turned into well what if we just had like Wochen and you know Fluttermane and Tinglu and Maridon and there's really no Disquake or Discharge on there at all so there's a lot of input from, from you all as well it was but it was fun it, it was just neat to play that I think as well you know just check out what the new format's gonna be yeah and like we all knew Maridon was gonna be really good but experiencing it firsthand that thing is a monster mm-hmm. oh absolutely yeah I think for me that was what I got into for, uh, for for Pokemon this week as well. I didn't get to play as many games as I wanted to, but because of the fact that I did so much practice ahead of time on Showdown, it felt like I got my feel and my fill of it. One of my favorite, you know, pairings that that we had going was so we had like a, a bulky Maridon set, and you had calced it that you had figured out a calc that with Electric Seed, so that being at plus one, it was able to live, what, like close combat or headlong rush or something like that? Yeah, I think it was living a headlong rush or something. Wow. And then, so it's like you pair that with then having Wochen on, on the field with you, and it's like this Maridon was just dishing out damage, and it wasn't taking anything. Like, it took literally, like, 15% from a, you know, a Jet Punch or Wave Crash from a Palafin, my Hero Form Palafin, and that was after I had tear it into fairy. So it wasn't even resisting it. It was just, it was, it was a tank. It was cool. Oh yeah. And the other thing we got it to uh, survive a Bax caliber five fit icicle spear without terroring. Like this thing was a monster. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out once, once they finally get releases. I'm sure they will be in VGC soon enough, but I'm also sort of not looking forward to it because they were so strong. Both of them. Karidum was also insane like there were so many sets i was seeing with it like salt vest choice band lumberry um some even that taunt like it was it was wild but yeah that was uh that's what i had going on and let's talk to you all the listeners about what we have planned for this episode uh we have some news that we want to get into it's you know very light right now in between some events but we do want to talk about the vancouver regionals as one of our own took it all home and there is an interview at the end with Nino of Nino Poker Bros. And that was a lot of fun to get to talk to him about his thoughts on streaming and the tournaments that he's created, his own VGC experience. So definitely stay tuned for that. But let's jump into the news. Tony, do you want to take this first one? Gladly. The Paldeo Prologue concluded on Sunday. And for those that participated, you will receive 10,000 league points. Don't go spending it all at once. That's such a waste. I mean, I know it's the first one, but like, 
that gets you a vitamin. <laughs> a single vitamin. Oh, man. does it does it really get way. you a vitamin? Like, I mean, it, it might get you a vitamin. I think they are ten thousand dollars, right? Yeah, I think so. It's wild. It's so sad. Yeah, it could have been like a hundred thousand, you know, but even twenty. At least you get two. Right. But anyway, I'm sure that they'll get better. You know. So, uh, Will, you want to take this next one, please? Sure. The next seven-star terror has been announced. That's going to be Decidueye. I believe it's a flying terror mm-hmm. um, that starts March 17th and runs until the 19th. I think the last couple have been like a little challenging. This one does not seem like it'll be that challenging. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit last episode. It's just, it's going to be a great way to get flying terror shards because yeah. I think that's a, a great type um, you can use it on things like, you know, obviously Tyranitar, King Gambit, Gyarados, Dragonite, Dragonite yeah. and because those you, you wouldn't normally get flying on any of those. So it's, you know, you go through those shards pretty quickly. So I can see it being used for farming, but uh, it's definitely, I don't think Decidueye is going to be worth it beyond that. Yeah, same. I'm just going to say this now because nobody else knows this, but there was like a 15 minute thing that was cut talking about if Decidueye was the worst <laughs> one competitively. So you guys missed a whole debate. Can you sum it up for us? It is. Yeah, it's it, yeah. since since Gen 7, right? We've had now nine starters. It's probably the worst one. Competitively, but not visually. Inteleon yes. is the worst visually. That was where we ultimately landed. Because Decidueye is a mixed attacker and it's slow. Literally the worst combination of stats that you can have. I agree. It always impresses me in Draft League. I think I just think Grass Ghost is a cool typing for Draft League. But yeah. In actual VGC, yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. I like Trevenant. That's all I could say. Trevenant's very cool. It's That's such a sick design, and the shiny is amazing. Yeah, that's that like really the cool. white and orange. Mm, so good. Phantom with a with the Pokedex entry? Love it. Everything about it. It's it's so amazing. I just wish it was better. Yeah. And this last piece of news that we have here is the Utrecht special event will be happening in the Netherlands. Now, this is not an official regional, but it still does give championship points. Apparently, there's no fee to enter, which means that there is no reward for winning. But still a great way to go against some potential CP for a world's invite, our very own swamp will be going so we certainly wish them the best and hope they succeed but yeah that is the news like i said very light this week so let's jump into the topic we want to talk about vancouver regionals and of course the most significant part is a massive congratulations to sempra winning it all with a very cool sun core team with Lily Cole bringing it back a true blast from the past to get the W in their first regional event. That's the second straight one that that's happened. And I think the third that that's happened this year, which is just amazing that we, that we've been able to have these new players come in and succeed at the highest level in these massive regional events with, hundreds of players so truly truly congratulations to them very well deserved they played extremely well throughout the entire event i think they went what 15 and 2 or something like that overall yeah only two losses amazing i I think it's cool that i think what was his round 10 was like cybertron and it's just like oh like like, it's kind of funny thinking about it because it's like dude that's sempra and for all those who don't know abdullah sempra for all those who don't know, Abdullah is Sempra. So we had him first. Just want to say that. <laughs> and I also called it. I called. I also called it. I told him and he didn't believe me. I told him he was going to win and he didn't believe me. That's true. You both were, were very, very uh, you know high on that. I mean, because you know, Sempra's really done well in a lot of our, our own events and draft leagues that we've been in together. So for those that don't know just how, how great how great they are it, uh, yeah know, a lot of people in the, server in the draft league have gone against Sempra and they are probably not as surprised to see this happen because <laughs> he is a difficult opponent to play against for sure for sure I, 
I think we got a new guy and he's like, Oh, is that the Canadian or yeah. is that the Vancouver yeah. regional winner? And it's like, yeah, yeah, that's Sampra. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He's a, uh, you know, he's got a good team this year. So for this season, we'll see how, how that goes. But speaking of teams, let's look at this top eight that we have for Vancouver. Look at some of the teams with sets and just sort of go through them and see what stands out. We'll go from the top down. Of course, the winning team from Sempra, the Lily Cole team. They were rocking Focus Sash Lilligant with a, a pretty, you know, pretty straightforward set. Sleep Powder, Leaf Storm, After You Protect. And of course, getting it to go super fast, the Turbo Turtle in Torkoal with Charcoal, Eruption, Flamethrower, Earth Power, and Protect. I do like Protect on Torkoal, just in case you, you need it for whatever reason. Then we have the Choice Specs, Terra Fairy, Flutter Main, just dishing out massive amounts of damage with Moonblast, Dazzling Gleam, Shadow Ball, Power Gem. We had Assault Vest, King Gambit. We had... The Lumberry and Multiscale on Dragonite with Protect instead of Tailwind, the remaining three moves being Terra Blast for Terra Flying, Ice Spinner, and Extreme Speed. And last but certainly not least, the Choice Scarf Great Tusk with a Steel Terra type. And when we, it sort of came up as to what the Steel type was, was significant for. And his reasoning was well, in some instances, Great Tusk is coming in at the end game. So you want that sort of defensive terror type to be able to live um, some attacks that your opponent may not, you know, maybe relying on to be able to get that one hit knockout, like a fairy, fairy attack or a psychic attack or something like that, that the steel is able to really help against. Everyone's certainly very, very high on the fact that uh, Lily Cole won a, uh, a tried and true pairing in VGC. And of course, we're seeing Sun now all over the ladder. Paired well, of course, with the Protosynthesis on the past Paradox Mons. It was just a great call for the meta. It's faster than Bundle, weakens Bundle. It's great. What do you guys think of the team? Uh, first of all, I want to go back to episode one of the podcast. And I I did say Lila Cole was going to make a comeback or it was just going to work. And um, I just I just want to rub that in. I all right. It, Good as you, man. You called, I called it. it. I called it from the beginning. Just want to call that out. <laughs> I'm impressed you remember that. I because I went on a really long rant that got edited out, <laughs> and I think I said it's uh it's like your childhood friend, and it'll always be there. Oh yeah, I cut that for sure, for sure. Yeah, it was like so long, <laughs> and I think I repeated it like five times before we got comfortable doing podcasts. Yeah, I have that problem too. Jay cuts all the things I say that are really smart and intelligent, and then I'm yeah. just left with nothing. Yeah, all the all the podcasts you're in, you're just go. Uh, uh, well, um, I can't have you outclassing <laughs> me in my own podcast. No. That's <laughs> um, other than that, though, I I do want to point out Gavin Michaels has an interesting team where instead of Palafin, it's Azumarill for the rain, like the rain abuser, and I I think that's kind of neat. Uh, before we jump down there, Will, was there anything that you wanted to say about Semper's team? Yeah, I, you kind of touched on it before. I kind of wanted to talk about the differences between this and Nell's team. Um, oh, for people bad. that don't know, this like started based off of Nell's team that he ran in the last regionals, and Semper made a couple of adjustments to it. I think the biggest one was probably what you pointed out, the Terra Steel Great Tusk. Um, and I think that was pretty important for all the reasons yeah. you said. It's kind of yeah. cool like what a small tweak can make such a big difference. That's my bad. Um, should we give Mezzi a shout-out, too? Because Mezzi's number 11 sure yeah i mean you know just like so it's like there is another person in the server that did make it really big and it you know they used to battle it out like since day one and now now it's kind of funny but that's, that's cool yeah they uh they ran screamtail amoongus i love Arcanine, that screamtail iranitar goldengo and dragonite so a lot of heavy hitters in uh in in that group and then you have something like disable thunder wave dazzling gleam encore on screen tail that just sounds incredibly annoying and frustrates your opponent to not let them play the game while they're just getting destroyed by these strong attackers i have those replays cool on the channel very cool and that dragon tail tyrannitar is also pretty cool that's mm. something you see very often 
Yeah, that is deep. He said it was for a nasty plot called Bingo. Hmm. Okay. Is it weird that I have like Semper's actual paste? He tweeted it, so everyone has Semper's actual paste. I don't think that's weird. I had it first. Are you making? I think you're making it weird. I want to make it weird. I want to like feel a little bit special about this. I, I shouldn't, but I don't. I, I want to. Let me let, let me feel something. Yeah, it was partly your win too. That's okay. It's, it's yes, yeah. yes. He didn't give us a shout out, but it's our win. Well, you were a draft league teammates, and that carries over to regionals. I think that's the rule. That's true. It's just true. I agree. All right. If I can. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on down to the second team, we have Ryan Lacetto's team, a.k.a. Sableye VGC. They were running uh, Focus Sash on Great Tusk, Assault Vest, King Gambit, another choice specs, Fluttermane, Safety Goggles on Corviknights. I really do like seeing Corviknight perform well. Then we have Booster Energy Bundle with your more standard freeze-dry, icy wind, hydro pump, or tech set, so no Encore on there. And then Barry on Arcanine with Flare Blitz, Snarl, Will-O-Wisp, and Protect. Everything seems pretty standard, straightforward here. Uh, the one thing I do want to call out, I think, is the Terra-type Grass on Fluttermane, which I think is kind of cool. doesn't necessarily get too many defensive resistances for Fairy and Ghost, but... It's nice I love for it. Rage Powder and for Spore. I've been running it. I think Grass is really good right now because you're really good into uh, Bandoza, right? So it's only running Wave Crash and Earthquake a lot. It's also yeah. pretty good into Palafin, which only has the water coverage. Cool. Uh, and Energy Ball into those is really good. I've been running that on my team, and it's been like surprisingly good. Nice. And I think, too, because of the fact that there's no Grass type on the team, it's nice to have a couple of different ways to get around Spore. Yeah, for sure. I, I like Dylan's team also. I I, re, I just looked at it and then, like I I think everything else was just like, oh, this is pretty standard. And then I look at number three, and like, wait, is that Sandy Shocks and the Fire Toros? Yep. This is what? so. This is Dylan Sal Salvan Salvan Dylan Sal Salvanera's team. They came in third. They have Assault Vest, Sandy Shocks, Citrus Berry on. Amoongus, Focus Sash on Bundle, Mirror Herb on Fire Toro, so kind of similar to what we saw in the first regional out in San Diego. Booster Energy on Roaring Moon and Dragon Fang on Baxcalibur. Claire from Blackthorn City would be very proud of that set, I think. But yeah, that is really cool. I like the Assault Vest on Sandy Shocks. I think that's neat. The nerd in you just oozed out. I, I totally forgot about Claire from Blackthorn City. I will never forget about Claire from Blackthorn City. That Kingdra, I can't tell you how many times I wiped that thing. It was impossible to beat for my seven-year-old mind. Um, Whitney and Miltank would like to have a word with you. Yeah, oh, no. that's no, what no, I remember. No, because so I kind of screwed myself, though. I picked Typhlosion. And so like by the time I get there, like I can't hit Water Dragon. With many anything, and like they they completely boned Magneton in in game in Generation Two. It doesn't learn Thunderbolt on level up. It only gets Thundershock, and I didn't have the TM for Thunderbolt, so I was trying to attack it with Thundershock. It was impossible, guys. I'm telling you, I wiped that thing so many times. <laughs> it was impossible. But I, I remember died. this so vividly. Oh <laughs> my concern! It's like it's like you go to your therapist. What happened? Yeah, are you okay? I, have you ever tried to KO a Kingdra with Thundershock? It's impossible. You make me sick. It had Surf and Hyper Beam. It was perfect coverage. Well, you just protect her in the Hyper Beam, obviously. You think I had protect? <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> what seven-year-old runs protect? None. That doesn't do any damage. Actually, you know what? Seven-year-olds probably now do because... Like the juniors division is still just as techy as some of the others. Um, but of course, you know, Mirror Herb on this is definitely definitely stands out. This is probably the the most interesting team of those in the top eight, from what I'm what I can tell. I mean, the, the extra damage on Glaive Rush with the Terratide Poison on Bax Caliber, I think is really cool. I like that. Yeah, agreed. And then also too, the kind of surprise, there's kind of a few surprise. Terra's on this team with the Poison on Baxcalibur, Fairy on Sandy Shocks. The Dark on Amoongus is 
somewhat standard, I think, at this point. But then you got Grass on Tauros Fire and then Fairy on Roaring Moon, I think is very cool. Obviously, you get the, the fighting resistance and the dragon immunity, both which are good into Roaring Moon. Who wants to do the honors of announcing number four? Aaron Cybertron Zang. You know him, you love him. <laughs> Rocking a very cool, almost full paradox team. It is Talonflame and Baxcalibur. Talonflame with safety goggles instead of Cobra Cloak, which is neat. Assault vest on Baxcalibur, and then four Paradox Mons in Booster Energy Bundle with Encore, Icy Wind, and Freeze Dry, so no stab hy- uh, hy- Hydro Pump as it's Protect his last move. We have Loaded Dice on Brew Bonnet with Bullet Seed, Crunch, Spore Protect, so Crunch instead of Sucker Punch. Another Choice Specs Flutter Main, this one with Terra-type Steel and Focus Sash Great Tusk. So one of the cool things that I was seeing a lot from what he was doing was setting up Tailwind and then having Terra Ground Baxcalibur with Earthquake deal a ton of damage with support from Talonflame. So it was like the Baxcalibur Great Tusk combo pair is really good because it's like what one of them can't hit, the other one can. So I think that worked out really well. Yeah, it's really cool. I also think Assault Vest on Baxcalibur is pretty interesting because you're so used to like Glaive Rush Protect. Right. And this is just Assault Vest is just like, no, YOLO, I'm going to Glaive Rush, I'm going to Glaive Rush again. Mm-hmm. And then also, too, you could think about like, you know, ideally, whatever Glaive Rush doesn't pick up is probably at such a low amount of HP, I Sharp picks it up. So you don't even yeah, need it. Exactly. I also really like the Iron Bundle set. I think we talked about this in a couple of Discords, but I'm pretty into the idea of dropping Hydro Pump or Encore. I just like, I get nervous every time I click Hydro Pump. I'd rather be clicking Encore at this point. That's where we are as a community. We've just been burned so many times. That 20% miss is absurd. It's that's That 20% miss happens as frequent as a Scald Burn did. Yep. Like there, there's no shot that Scald Burn was 30%. Like that was 50%. I've like legit lost games because I was afraid to click Hydro Pump and freeze right into enough damage. I just, I can't yeah. run it. I'm over 100%. it. Completely agree. I, I, I think it was Thrillium. Thrillium was just like, bundles of support. Those are his words. So I, I think it's living up to it now. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised if we get to a point where we drop freeze dry and like we, we're, we're at a point where just, I'm going to put electric terrain on booster energy bundle right next to a Iron Moth or something like that. On to the next one, we have number five, the fifth place team, Zachary Thornberry. Nigel Thornberry. What? <laughs> Zachary <laughs> Thornberry running an Assault Vest Serilege, which is... Yeah, it is a cool team. Stitcher's Berry on Sylveon. We have Focus Sash, Tatsugiri, Leftovers on Dondozo with Order Up, Substitute, Earthquake, and Protect, and the Terra-type Steel... Um, and it is the attack boosting um, Tetsugiri. So the only way to remove those stats would be with Haze. This Glamour set is interesting. It's a Pasho Berry. I haven't seen a Pasho Berry on a set since like Incineroar trying to withstand a water spout. But Pasho Berry on Glamour with Power Gem, Mortal Spin, Earth Power, and Spiky Shield, and a Dark Terra. And then a Steel Terra. Fluttermane with Booster Energy um, rocking Harish Song on there. So this is a rather tricky team as well. Um, I like the Serilege set. I think Assault Vest is cool because you, you don't necessarily need Bulk Up, but you get Bitter Blade, Terra Blast, Terra Blast Grass, Shadow Sneak, and Clear Smog. So a lot of util- good utility there. And priority and um, coverage with Fire and Grass. So that's really cool. Yeah, I guess that's really good into those. It's probably the idea, right? Because if it goes steel, you have Bitter Blade. If it doesn't Terra, you have Terra Grass, Terra Blast, and you also have Clear Smog on it. Mm-hmm. It's wild as a. It, it's wild that both Dozo teams are running Glamora. I mean, Dozo does well when it's able to. It does not. It's not having to deal a hundred percent of the damage. You know, if you get that Poison Tick over and over and over, especially with Substitute and Protect. I mean, those. Earthquake start to do a ton more damage. Yeah, wins the war of attrition. Mm-hmm. Like, 
it, it's just one of those things that I'm noticing right now. But like, there's like only two dozos. Do you think everyone just got tired of the mirror match? Like, or is Dozo just falling off? Like everyone knows no knows what to do now. They're like, oh, it's no, Dozo. I don't think it's falling off. I think, I think people are tired of the mirror match. They're like, I'm not doing this. Could I can't be. do this shit again. I think people are willing to do the mirror match. They think they'll win regionals with it. Someone's gonna. What they're gonna do is they're gonna wait till it falls off, and then the one Dozo player will come back and is like, hey, 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 back. With I the mean, bench. so it was on 37 teams in day one. It was then on eight teams in day two. So it was number 19 overall at 12% usage. I wouldn't consider that falling off. Yeah, it actually performed better too. Mm-hmm. If you look at like the day two versus day one numbers. Yeah, it, it like 21% of the Dondozos went on to day two. That is the tied for highest percentage of Dozo of Pokemon in the field and then performing well in the day two. So, and you know what it's tied with? That's a Gary. Well, yes, <laughs> yes. I mean, like, it's one, but like, is it because I, do you think it's doing better because all the Dozo players are like sick of playing Dozo, or do you think it's just like, no, they're still just doing good? Like, do you think it's because there's less Dozos than there used to be, though? Because Dozo was everywhere. Like, there was what, like, there were so many of them, and people were so worried, but now it's like, you don't see as much. So the less Dozo, the better Dozo players come out. Maybe I think it's difficult to say because it's like, I want to say yes, that there's fewer of them. But I think the fact that it's still doing well, that's, that could just mean that Charlotte, that there's you know, twice as many Dozos again. So it's like, I think that it's just, it ebbs and flows, you know, like anything. Except for, yeah. you know, Fluttermane and Bundle. They're always around. Yeah, they're the constants here. I also, I'm curious too. The Fluttermane has Parish Song on Zachary Thornburg's team. And then the Sylveon has Psych Up. I'm curious yep. if it wants, if it ever, you know, that works, of course, with opposing Dondozos. But I'm curious if they ever use the, uh, the Parish Song to kill your Tatsugiri to then get the boosts and then bring in the Hyper Voicing or the, uh, the Psyching Up on Sylveon. Because we saw that last episode on someone's scene with Flamigo, right? Yeah, it was yeah, Flamigo. So. Maybe it was a couple episodes ago, but it was like, we're like, how was this getting its stat boosts? But it's I mean, I, I was hoping it would have skill swap, at least. Hmm. You know, like get the unaware Sylveon with all the stat boosts and then just, oh, yeah. just go to town. Just hyper voice all day. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's move on to that next Dondozo team. It is Neo Patel. We have Dondozo with Leftovers. We have Assault Vest Glamora. We have Choice Scarf Tatsugiri. Booster Energy Bundle with Hydro Pump Freeze Dry, Icy Wind. We have Focus Sash on Great Tusk. And then we have Lumberry on Dragonite. And this one does have Tailwind instead of Protect, which was something that we had talked about in last episode as a potential shift in the meta that we could potentially see. Uh, the Tatsugiri with Choice Scarf is kind of cool. Muddy Water, Icy Wind, Draco Meteor. And I always I always kind of like having Sleep Talk on a Choice Scarfing Pokemon, especially one like Tatsugiri, because it just doesn't have any pool to really go with something else. So, of course, you get put to sleep. Great. I'll just pick one of these three moves, and you'll probably go down anyways, or at least I'm doing damage. But otherwise... The rest of the team's cool. It's a different Glamora set. doesn't have Spiky Shield, Power Gem, Sludge Bomb, Mortal Spin, Earth Power. Mortal Spin is such a cool name for a move. I still have to yes. look it up every time what it actually does. It poisons both Pokemon, right? It yeah, it's like 30 base power. It's small base power, but it poisons both Pokemon. Yeah, it's, physical. It's like Rapid Spin, but mean. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> There's that effect, too. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Um... I like this team. Seems pretty straightforward. You know, it's a uh, terratide grass on Dondozo with leftovers, wave crash, earthquake, protect, terror blast. So no substitute, no order up. So it's just three attacks and protect with leftovers. Seems to work out pretty well. Yep. 
Dragonite set's kind of cool. Terra Normal, yeah. which was the classic, but lately it's all been Terra Flying. Mm -hmm. So, it's, yeah, I guess you get the damage if you want, but then with the E speed, but then you also get Tailwind. So it's, it's kind of nice because it's like it, it's a support, but it's also just a ton of offense if you need it. Yep. And then Outrage just to punch holes through stuff. I am so afraid to pick Same. Outrage <laughs> in, yeah. in doubles because for those that don't know, Outrage will randomly pick a target regardless of whether or not you can actually hit it so it's like it could randomly click into a fairy type so you're just rolling the dice that you're gonna hit the right the right slot same that's just i don't need that stress mm -hmm. so like it works in a 1v1 or something and like end game but oof, you're playing with fire otherwise but outrage is the best move ever and then you get confused because you did so well i mean why wouldn't you pick it <laughs> it is lumberry so yeah it's, it's, it's how it kind of works it's true and from playing with fire to playing with a fire bug, let's talk about Gavin Michaels on their team. They have Volcarona with leftovers. This is a flamethrower, Giga Drain, Quiver Dance, Protect set. So kind of like that. Um, with the Quiver Dance with leftovers. So it's probably pretty bulky on the defensive side. They have Choice Band on Azumarill, Aqua Jet, Liquidation, Play Rough, and Ice Spinner. A lot of good damage coming out of that thing, plus utility with Ice Spinner. We have Mental Herb on Mimikyu with Trick Room, Shadow Claw, Will-O-Wisp, and Taunt, so very support-oriented. We have Salt Vest on Iron Hands with your, you know, pretty standard moveset on there. We have Pelipper, Hurricane, Hydro Pump, Wide Guard, Protect, and a Focus Sash, so it's back to that Wide Guard variant, but no Tailwind because, of course, it is looks like it's more, more of a Trick Room team. And then we have... Brew Bonnet with Citrus Berry, Spore, Seed Bomb, Sucker Punch, and Protect. So kind of interesting, the Sucker Punch being on the Trick Room team, whereas Crunch was on Cybertron's more Tailwind-oriented team, which I guess makes sense both ways. I like this team. It's pretty neat. It doesn't necessarily rely on Trick Room, but if it gets up, fantastic. But it has a couple, you know, setup mons on there too. I like it. It's neat. Fire, Water, Grass, Core. Mimic is a great Pokemon people have to deal with. Hit it twice before it actually does anything. I like it. I think it's yeah. cool that it's like a it's like a, the Sword and Shield set. Like it's not the the recent Scarlet and Violet set. It's like the Sword Sword and Shield set. So it's like oh, like that's the only time I've seen Mental Herb on Mimic and now it's just like most of the time you see Life Orb or something. So yeah, kind of neat. Yeah. Also, I think kind of cool on here is some of the decisions on the Terra types. Uh, Steel on Mimikyu. I've never seen that before, but I like that. And then Poison on Brute Bonnet. I saw that maybe like a month and a half ago, the first time it popped up. It was uh, one of Swamp's replays that I was watching. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. But then I didn't really think anything of it. But now to see it again, it's like, oh yeah, like it, it, it works really well in this meta for sure. Resist Fighting, Resist Fairy. Great for, for Brute Bonnet because it also resists Bug too. Yeah, and it's uh, you're weak to grass and psychic, right? But Brubana covers those. I mean, ground and psychic, but mm -hmm. Brubana covers those well. Yep, exactly. I like those terror types where it's like you give up your, you know, one type's resistance becomes like another's weakness and vice versa. That way you you can decide to tear it or not. All right, well, <laughs> let's round out this top eight as we fast forward a couple hundred thousand years or whatever it is. From Brute Bonnet to Amoongus on Demetrio's team, they have Amoongus with Citrus Berry, which is your pretty standard set. They are running Leaf Storm, which is which is interesting. Um, no Pollen Puff, so it's Spore, Rage Powder, and Protect. Then we got another Choice Specs, Steel Terra, Flutter Main. This one with Thunderbolts. We've also seen Energy Ball and Power Gem thus far. Then we have Booster Energy Bundle. With freeze dry, icy wind, hydro pump protect, life orb on great tusk. This one headlong rush, earthquake, close combat. Your covert cloak, talon flame. This one is terra grass. Some we've seen have been terra ghost, but this one with the terra grass set. So brave bird, will o wisp, tomp, tailwind. I think I like terra type grass on that one. That way you can actually will o wisp or taunt the specific Pokemon that you want to since you're probably going to be brave birding into the thing that is rage powdering anyways. And then last is Assault Vest on Titar with Rock Slide, Crunch, 
low kick and Terra Blast with the Terra type flying. This is your good core of Talon Flame plus Great Tusk. And then you get the sand with Tyranitar. And then you have your two fast special attackers in Buttermane and Bundle. And then Amoongus for support. It's a cool team. See what I did well. Seems pretty straightforward, you know? Yeah. Like you just pick it up and play it. Flutter, I guess you don't see a ton of, but it's not unheard of either. Oh my goodness. You know what? I have just seen for the first time Talonflame and Great Tusk. That sounds like it'd be a wonderful combination. Why do you think so? Tailwind and Headlong Rush? Just yeah. spam it. Just spam it. Why what not else? Earthquake, though? You're yeah, because if it's flying, you could probably just run Earthquake. Right? Yeah, did you think about yeah. that, Tony? You, why do, you you know what you know what you're blowing my mind. Don't even do that right now. Someone's about to hit the team builder. I'm right. <laughs> you know what? What I what I will say that probably hasn't been done or has been tested and probably proven to be horrible. Mm-hmm. Choice band, great tusk, boom, earthquake, tailwind. That's it. That's all I got. Okay. Okay. We'll uh, check it out and report back. Let us know. I'd like to no. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. <Just> no. <laughs> All right. We'll never know. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I think this is a, it's a cool team. So just to round out or uh, finish our recap on Vancouver, some of the usage statistics, you know, your top 10 are going to be your pretty much what you'd be expecting, you know, um, Flutter Main, Iron Bundle, Iron Hands. Great Tusk, Amoongus, Arcanine, Palafin at number seven, which is kind of neat. Goldengo, Roaring Moon, Talonflame. We have Arma Rouge and Indie Bead and, um, at 11 and 14, respectively. Grimmsnarl sneaks in, in the top 30. Gastrodon at 26. Dondozo and Tatsugiri, like we said, at 19 and 20. One thing that I think is interesting to note that we didn't see in the top eight that we were seeing a lot of moving up to this was no Gothitelle. That seems surprising to me. Um, are we just going to ignore this? This number 13, Zach? Zach's team. What is this? What is this? Is this Belly Bowl? Oh, yeah, it is, it's the Belly Bowl team. This, this yeah, team is on stream. It's on stream, yeah. Is, are we just going to ignore Assault Vest Belly Bolt? With, like, with the least seen Mons? It's like Cerulege, Assault Vest, Belly Bolt, Gastrodon, Iron Valiant, Meowskarada came back, and then Iron Moth. This was a fantastic set that Zach played against Cybertron. So if anybody is watching this and is unaware of how someone could possibly use Belly Bolt in a competitive setting, I mean, it's not you know unheard of, but it's not the way that you would expect. It's not the Trick Room Bulldoze nonsense. It's Assault Vest on a pretty fast team. I highly suggest going back and watching it. It was a three-game set. Game two really showcased what this team can do. Um, it's got Iron Valiant, Meowskarada, Sarah Ledge, Iron Moth, Belly Bolt, and Gastrodon. It's a very well-constructed team. I was extremely impressed when I was watching it. It was fun. Yeah, that was a cool set to watch. But yeah, that is the wrap-up of Vancouver. I think it was a, a pretty pretty great tournament overall. 309 players. A little down, I guess, from what we had been seeing, but you know, maybe it's more difficult to get out to Vancouver for, for some, but uh, or I suppose get out to Vancouver. I don't nice. know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, anything else you guys want to make note of on Vancouver? Um, I just, you know, again, you all know him as Abdullah. We know him as Sempra. Congratulations on the winning. We called it, though. Mm-hmm. We called it here first. And then shout out, you you all don't know this, but number 11, shout out to Mezzi because he has also been in the server. He actually, when, when, when the server started, you know, Sempra and Mezzi would play every single day until it got bigger. But I think that's kind of like a cool little like, oh, hey, like for for me, at least, because it's like I, I watch them battle it out all yeah. the time. That was neat. Alrighty. Well, let's kick it on over to the interview with Nino from Pokey Bros.
All right, everybody. Well, welcome in and take a seat and uh, listen up because we have a fantastic guest in today. We have Nino of Nino Poke Bros, the one and only co-founder of Gamer Milk, Twitch partner, and all-around fantastic tournament organizer. Thank you so much for coming on the VGC Trainer School podcast. Nino, how are you doing today? Great. Got to give my Corviknight call. <laughs> happy to be here, man. Thanks for having me on. I was really looking forward to this. Well, thank you very much for coming. It's definitely been, uh, you know, it's made my day when, when you reached out. So I really do appreciate that we could get this going. Um, so for today, just want to, you know, talk back and forth. I'm really, really interested in your experience in VGC, the community that you've built, the tournaments that you put together, and also just sort of getting to know you as, as, as a Pokemon fan, because from what I can tell, it's gone back, you know, many, many years in, uh, into the franchise. So just to sort of kick things off, um, you know, you stream over on Twitch, you make some videos for, for YouTube. Um, but like, you know, what is it that you really enjoy the most about the, uh, about the, the Pokemon VGC community that you found yourself in? Well, and, and it, it, this brings up a lot of points, but I just really love competing. I mean, the, the one thing that really brought me into the fold was going to local events and competing against other players and just, you know, trying to do my best. And even when you lose, I'm a very competitive person. I really want to win. So I'll go back to the drawing board and figure out ways to win, figure out what I did wrong. And I mean, I just love the strategicness of the game. And um, I mean, the, I've heard this before and I've said it myself, but it's like chess and poker. I mean, and that's changed a little bit with open team sheets, but I just love the strategy of the game. And I mean, I used to play by myself a lot um, at home and, you know, just came to the uh came where I wanted to start streaming and sharing my gameplay online. So instead of playing by myself, now I could play with a bunch of people watching and, you know, just kind of hang out with like-minded individuals. That's great. And I think that's, that's something that is really fantastic about the idea of streaming is that you really do have quite the, the relationship with your chat and your mods. I love, you know, sitting there watching you early in the morning while I'm just, you know, drinking my coffee and getting ready for work and whatnot. Um, it's really been a lot of fun. Uh, how is it that you sort of like built this this community with your with your viewers and with your with your Discord? Like, is there something that you're actively doing or that you're promoting within that? Um, that's a great question because I, I don't know where I read it a long time ago, um, but. I remember one thing that really drove me to home is just creating, you know, memories with, you know, individual um, people and just, you know, having battles. And it's just like creating a memory with, you know, a viewer or viewers and just letting them, you know, basically re re remind themselves of that moment and it'll keep them coming back. So it's just I do my best to try to, you know, create a, you know, you know, dialogue with a person or, you know, a battle with a person or just a moment that they can remember and just to kind of bring them into the community. And that was one thing I always wanted to make sure that, you know, I, one thing I love doing is when a random person just walks in the stream, it's like, can I battle? I'm like, yeah, let's battle. I'm like, and I know a lot of streamers just really, really don't look really, I don't want to say frown upon, but just really don't like it when someone just walks in and wants to battle. But I take that as a challenge. It's just like, that's kind of how we love the game. And I mean, just if I was walking down the street and someone wanted to do a Pokemon battle, it'd be the same situation. It'd be like, yeah, let's battle. Like you like Pokemon too, like get out our switches. So it's just, I really love doing that. And I hope when do, they do come in, they're like, Hey, yeah, that guy actually battled me. So I want to go back and, you know, check him out. I think that's that's really huge too, because when you do build an open type community like that, one that is you know open to you know coming in and and, and chatting and, and like talking and actually you engage back with them, like you said, it makes them want to come back and then you have that retention um, yep. and you're able to like really expand and grow as a streamer, but also you know you do a pretty good job from what I've seen of like or at least your mods, you know, getting rid of the people that maybe are a little more like jerks or something like that which which i think is great because it, it's healthy or it's good for a community to have you know a positive overall as opposed to like negativity and toxicity 
Yeah, if I could just uh, add on to that, that's one of the things why I'm a family-friendly streamer. I don't want to exclude anybody. So I would be excluding, you know, a big fan base, the younger viewers that are just getting into Pokemon and looking for someone to watch. And, you know, I didn't I didn't want to exclude anybody and I never want to. So it's just that's why I kind of try and keep it a clean format. I mean, it's live, you know, quote unquote TV, live online streaming and there'll be slip ups. There'll be times where I'll accidentally cuss and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll reflect on that and we'll, we'll apologize and we'll move on. And, but I really do try to keep my best, just keep a clean stream and just so everyone can enjoy themselves. So no one feels awkward and no one feels out of place. I think that's great. That's a, that's a definitely a great way to do it. I mean, um, You've been you've been building this this community for for quite a while. I did do a, a little a uh, little dive into your YouTube channel. From what I could find, the first ever video was from like 13 years ago. It was a heavy rain glitch from like PlayStation Two, I think it was, and then nothing for 10 years. And then you jumped into to VDC. There were some like some shiny hatching videos and whatnot. So like. You said you're you're really into competitive, like I'm um, competing, and you've been a Pokemon fan for a while. But like, what actually inspired you to switch into VGC? That's a great question. Because yeah, I even had some old glitches on there. I think I had a, a um, um, Assassin's Creed glitch that I don't think had enough views that I just removed on there. But yeah, I mean, I've just been playing games my whole life, um, and I think really what came down to getting into VGC um, was just I got a full come back to this it's just local events it's like i remember my first local and just going by myself and how exciting it was to just you know bring my 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 game i mean it's just i guess the way to compare is like going to a, maybe a counter-strike tournament or a league of legends tournament and it's just this is a game i actually could compete at a high level and to be able to go to an official pokemon.com tournament i mean it's exciting and it's just like that's why I kind of, that's what brings to the fact that I do tournaments and stuff. Cause I want to share that feeling that I got with other people that, you know, when you compete at a high level and you do good, it's just really, you know, you finally get to be good at the game you like and, you know, compete with other people. And yeah. And then after that, I mean, we, the first thing me and my brother streamed was watching uh, OCIC regionals. The last one was like three or four years ago. And we just kind of watched players play and, even then, I know I wasn't that good then, um, but and that's why we started shining hunting in first. But then I just kind of started showing my battles because I was battling before then, but I knew I wasn't the best. I knew I wasn't the best battler, but then then we kind of switched over. Just hey, let me battle on stream, see what you guys think. I'm playing off stream anyway. Let me just bring it on here, and it's just kind of grown from there and just gotten ingrained with some of the community members. And it's like I knew a lot of the pros um of vgc the big names and so when they would go and come in my chat i would recognize them i would say you're raghav you're joe ux9 you're joe ugarte you're i mean it would just i would know those players and just, just have them come in my chat it just was really exciting yeah and i think that that really speaks to some of those tournaments that you've been able to put together because i mean you are like the name in, in, in grassroots online tournaments like i i would i joke with with uh on a an episode of the podcast earlier that it's like when you did your first series two tournament that had a bigger turnout than the entirety of ocic God, and it's like crazy th like that's that, that's insane so you've been you've been at this for a while creating tournaments i know that i would see them get posted onto twitter back in you know sword and shield was there a moment that sort of like in your mind was like wow this is these are kind of a big deal now that i'm getting a lot of attention from from like high key members of the of the community yeah i think i i, I mean you you brought it to light i think it was that moment when my tournament was as big as a regional and it was that was i think at that moment i was like dang i mean this is like a regional like there's as many people competing as in one of the current regionals that was going on and OCIC was going on at the time, but yeah. And it, that felt like really a big deal when I had three, I was, I think it was over 400 people signed up and, 
And like, I, I remember the day before that term, like I reached out to a bunch of other uh, tournament mods. I'm like, Hey, I'm going to need some help in case stuff hits the fan. And, you know, I just want to have a lot of people on staff. And that's how I knew it was like, yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty successful at promoting pretty successful at, you know, being around the community that they know I'm the tournament that runs on Friday and some people are even expecting it. And some people are even upset when it doesn't go on. And so it's a, it's a need that, was definitely definitely able to be filled two years ago but now as you notice there's a lot of people doing it which is exciting i i applaud them to giving people options and giving people that you know don't have the availability to be there on friday don't have the availability to play at that that certain time and don't don't necessarily maybe want to do a best of one they want to do a best of three so it's great now there's a lot of options and and it's just, it's great now that my tournaments are offering uh, Rose Tower points, which was one of my mentors for creating tournaments uh, online. They were one of the first grassroots tournaments that I played in, and I loved how they did things. I loved how the tournament was run, and it's just like, hey, I want to kind of do this for my community now. And so shouts out, shout outs to them, the, the Rose Tower people. I mean, they've inspired me and they've kind of helped me grow too as well. And I'm honored to be partnered with them now to kind of give away those uh, Rose Tower points that you qualify for their invitational. And uh, we all have our invitational as well, but they're, they've been around longer than me and they've been doing the game. And I've just kind of, you know, um, you know, emulated what they've emulated. And I think that's how I've been successful. Yeah, I'd certainly say say so. I mean, that that's a fantastic partnership. You know, massive congratulations, and you've also been a big part of of other events. Um, you know, a lot of charitable events that I've seen on from your community. I mean, it feels like at least once every every quarter or so, um, or at least multiple times a year, you're doing something that does really take your platform that you that you've built and give back to, to those in need, whether it be, you know, stand up to cancer or others that you've done in the past. Um, is there anything that you want to, to say about those? Just Cause I think that's just a great thing that you're able to, to really provide to, to those in need. Yeah. Um, the, the one I do every year, it's the stand up to cancer and we did it for a different, uh, cancer organization our first year, but the, the assistance that I've gotten from Stand Up to Cancer when I did it the second year has been great. I mean, they've sent us t-shirts. They did a write-up on their website about me and Jeremy and our, our late brother. But that's why, I mean, these organizations are near and dear to me because, uh, I mean, we've all been affected by cancer one way or not. But I myself have lost my brother to cancer. It was a, it was a, it was a hard fight he went through. And just, just, I want to help make a difference somehow. And if, if I can help by just playing video games in front of people and raising money, I mean, what, what can go wrong, man, just playing games and raising money. I that's just see that as a win-win and raising money for a good cause. And the other organization we did was the American Heart Organization who put on a really great um, DGC event, which was a lot of fun. And uh, I mean, it's the number one, um, disease in America. So it's just like not to switch gears up and, you know, help out another, um, foundation that's, you know, trying to help make a difference is, is an honor. Absolutely. Um, yeah, my, my company does, does something with American Heart Association as well. Um, I used to work in customer service department. So we would do like this, you know, all heart, heart association thing. It, it was, it, it was really nice. And it's like, it is great when when you're able to to help out, but it's also like it's wild when you see some of those those numbers of you know the worst case scenario that does happen um, every right. single year for some people. Yep. Um, but switching gears back, of course, uh, you had mentioned something that I did kind of want to want to touch on just to get your perspective. You had mentioned how participation in BGC tournaments, whether it's in online stuff or things that are you know in person. It feels like every single regional is setting new records. I mean, the in-person feel is certainly there, but I think also too, like you had mentioned, it feels as though a lot of people can play this at a high level because you don't need those like that quick trick twitch mouse or you know controller nope. support for like a shooter or something like that. Nope. Do you think there's anything else that really speaks to how it's really just taken off in Gen Nine? Um, I think it's got a lot to do with, uh, the format, the format's a great format right now. A lot of people were kind of uh, shunned away from Dynamax and, um, it's so funny cause uh, Wolfie said, this is going to be the biggest 
um, BGC um, growth we've ever seen. And he was 100% right. And I believed him when he said it. But I think part of it, too, with these regional numbers that are so big, um, I think there's two things, actually. Um, the open team sheet was a big, big thing to open up the game for newer players because you had it's, it, a lot of times people said VGC was an information game. You have to know a lot of the types. You don't have to know what all the, the Pokemon moves are. You have to know what the effects are. But now there's no kind of guessing game of what your opponent has as a move. You know, they could have seven, eight different types of moves on one Pokemon. Now you know their four moves and it's kind of a little more straightforward and it that opens up for newer players to come in. That's the first part. And the second part is going to be locals aren't around right now. So now your only chance to get in on one of these, you know, majors, we call them major events, is to go into a regional. Because usually you could just, you know, play at a lower player base with your community and just compete and get uh, championship points that way. Now that the locals are off the table, you really have to push yourself to go to these events if you want to you know, make your, make your, uh, make your chase for worlds. You're going to have to come, go to at least three of these events. And I mean, if you get a little taste of three of those events, you get a couple points, you're going to want to finish strong. You want to go to three more and you're going to want to fill up the, fill up those numbers. And they do fill up so well. I mean, it's so crazy that the London international, they capped out, they had three waves for 300 people and they fell up, filled up every wave within two minutes. So um, the international for Europe is going to be pretty big. And then the in international for the U S in Ohio is going to be pretty big. And those are big, big events where you could really, um, top four. I think all of them qualify for worlds. I think you get at least 300 points for top four. First place gets 500, um, winning a regional only gets you 200. So even if you win a regional, you're going to have to go to another one. So, so those are kind of the two factors that just open team sheet opening for newer players and no locals, meaning just you're going to have to go to a regional to either compete at a high level and enjoy, you know, the format and make your uh, make your way for getting a world's ticket. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it, it is wild that, you know, you, you kind of only get 200 points for for winning a regional. It's almost like you would think that with the size of them now, winning one would guarantee your world's ticket. But, you know, you are able to get up, get some get some points here and there and other stuff for sure. And when it comes to going to tournaments, you are famous for that full-on Pokemon suit that you have. Where did you find it? What made you initially want to wear it? Just like, what's the story behind that uh, that piece? Oh, man. So me and my wife were just talking about this as well, too. Um, the first region I went to in Salt Lake, I wanted to come decked out. I even, I tweeted out like what I was going to wear and it was a black suit. It was just a black blazer, black, uh, black collar, black tie and black pants. I'm like, I'm going to dress nice. I mean, these kind of feel like conferences and you notice like when you go to some of these regionals, there's other conferences going on. There's a lot of nice dressed people. And it's just like, I wanted to make a good debut, especially being a content creator. I wanted to you know, people to say, hey, who's that guy in the suit? Oh, that's, you know, what's his face? But, and um, my wife said, she heard me say, I was like, I need a pokey suit. I need a Pokemon suit or something. And sure enough, she went and looked it up. And there's this site called oposuits.com. And they had this full on Pokemon print suit. And sure enough, I think it, I even opened it on stream. I think I might have to find that clip where, uh, she gave it to me as my birthday present and I opened it up and it was the full on Pokemon suit. And it's like, this is what we're wearing to regionals. Here we go. And it's, it's been fun ever since wearing that. And it's like, I remember not wearing it. Um, I think to either a day two or one of the regionals and everyone was like, what the heck? Where, where, where's your suit? What's going on? I'm like, <laughs> Oh, okay. I guess this is a thing now. So I'm, I think it's got at least a couple more times in it. Although, and um, but I'm gonna have to be looking to up my game for the next big thing. I mean, there's only so long I can wear that suit. They either gotta come out with a new one, or I'm gonna have to get one custom made. That's true. I mean, at this point, you might just gotta get like the whole Don Dozo drip going on. Really good. And even beyond right. the suit that you're that you bring in the tournaments now. Your son's competing, right? Like that's pretty yes. exciting to pass pass it on. He's in the what the the, the seniors division. 
Yes, and he actually is the one that took us to Worlds last year. He qualified for day two of wow. Worlds in Japan. So he's making his second, or excuse me, he's in London. He made day two in London last year. So he's the one that was able to take us there. He was able to take me there so I could play in the London Open. I mean, it, it was kind of, it was going to suck not to play um, in um, London, but every year at Worlds, they have an open tournament where anyone can play in besides the uh, the world championship so it was a lot of fun to play in the open and watch my son make his bid for a world's uh, championship and he actually lost to the guy who went on to win the uh, the whole thing in the seniors division so and he even took him to game three and he, he was like man if there was open team sheets then dad i would have got that guys because he pulled he pulled a, a a secret move on him in game three and really kind of oh, switched wow. the weather on him and caught him off guard and yeah, to have my son take the champion to game three and win the uh, championship game didn't even go to game three was just awesome to see. And um, I knew he had potential to make a good run. And uh, it's this is last year and seniors this year. So he's going to have a way, way tougher competition next year. But this year we're going to do our best to get them. Well, he's got 100 points right now. He needs 100 more than he secured for Japan. And then maybe we'll get a day two there and, you know, make the trip out. All right, let's go. That's great. That's that's really exciting. Uh, my son's 18 months old, so he's like still got a long way to go. Who knows what generation of Pokemon will be on that boy? But right. I'm, uh, you know, as I'm like rocking to sleep, sometimes I'll be like, okay, you, you know, when you EV train, you got to look for the bump first, and then gotta you know. gotta put it in, man. Their brain is <laughs> taking information at that age, so put it in now. It'll be in there somewhere. Yep, exactly. Cool. So let's move on to some uh, some final questions that I have for you. First and foremost, what is gamer milk? What is gamer milk, man? Gamer milk's the milk for gamers. It's for uh, gamers and Jeremy. <laughs> but uh, no, the uh, there's this there's this always sunny uh, Philadelphia um, fight milk, and I me and Jeremy just always laugh our butts off. Jeremy, my being my brother. Um, so we just came up with the idea to make this parody of our own quote unquote gamer milk. I think we had another name for it, but we just we just came up with gamer milk and yeah, man, it's the milk for gamers. And hopefully we uh, we're looking for more investors to help support the cause. <laughs> As a fan of Always Sunny, you absolutely nailed the uh, <laughs> like the the flair of that video. It's it's fantastic. I gotta um, thank my brother because he he's he's an actor and uh, he he really nailed the part the most. I'm just there. He 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 probably holds up the most of the video in that one. It was it was very well done. Your your chemistry is great. So when you're not streaming or playing Pokemon, what do you like to do? Man, uh, that's a that's a really tough one because I feel like that's all I do. But no, <laughs> I, I, I streaming's definitely a big hobby of mine. I really enjoy doing it, and it's I you know me, I stream early in the morning, so it's just I love starting my day off uh, with my hobby. You know, you just mm -hmm. get to do the thing you love first thing in the morning, and after that, I like to go in for work and do my normal work schedule, and then. After that, um, if I have any more time, I'll either kind of work on um, my house because I'm still kind of finishing my basement. It's a slow process, but I'm also a coach. I love uh, coaching soccer. I love watching my son play. I've been coaching him since he's a young kid. Oh, great. And it's going to probably restart over with my youngest, my my four-year, my five-year-old. He likes soccer too. So once I'm probably going to reset and do a whole thing over again with him. So oh, it's man. something I enjoy. And I played soccer when I was younger and my dad coached me and it's an honor to coach my kids as well. And I hope they do the same for their kids. That's awesome. That's beautiful, man. Well, cool. And uh, so just for, for those that, that want to tune in your streamer, like your, your schedule, you start around what? 6am uh, mountain time. Yeah, 6 a.m. Central, 5 a.m. Uh, Mountain Standard Time. So I usually like to do a good three-hour stream in the morning. And cool. yeah, I'm, I'm kind of moving more into weekends now and doing weekend events too. I actually am working on an event right now with uh, the Vancouver Regional Champion and the Knoxville Regional Champion. We're going to have a little expedition between the two. I just confirmed all both of them want to do it. 
So hopefully we'll look out some promos for that. And we're going to have some cool commentators as well. Uh, Colin, the battle room and Ashton Cox, our recent runner up at uh, another regional. So I think that'll be a cool event to put on. And I think a lot of people will be excited for it. Nice. Very cool. Well, that's something I'll definitely be tuning in for and watching for sure. Okay. Lightning round. We got six questions here real fast. Favorite Pokemon game? Sword and Shield. Sword and Shield. All right. Favorite shiny Pokemon? Favorite shiny. Man, that's a good one. I, I'm going to have to just say Mewtwo. I love Mewtwo and I love his green shiny too. So we'll go with that. Okay. Favorite Pokemon for VGC specifically? Okay, if we're talking Sword and Shield era, uh, uh, Shininja was such my favorite Pokemon. <laughs> so, I'm, I mean, VGC in general, since we're just going to encapsulate all gens, it's Shininja's a cool little bug, and yep. he's going to be broken in Gen 9, so I don't think he'll be coming, but I had a lot of fun, and I, I performed well with it, so definitely Shininja. Okay. Uh, Dragon Ball Z or Attack on Titan or any other animal? Dragon Ball Z, a hundred percent. I was just, uh, I was just actually reviewing some old videos we made for Dragon Ball Z when we were younger. So DBZ, a hundred percent. Nice. Yeah, you you had mentioned that uh, in the, you know, the comments that you had left on this that you'd make some DBZ music videos. I didn't realize that that was like a genre or something like that. I just randomly watched one of uh, Gohan Beast fighting Cell Max or something. I had no idea what the references were were but the music video that they had set it to was absolutely amazing so, really cool i, I remember it. yeah i remember watching a website or we, me and my brothers would wa had a website we'd go to and watch those i'm like we're gonna make our own give me quick time pro and let's let's splice some videos together it was a lot of fun for us to do it compete with each other as well doing it nice uh since it is march 14th gotta ask pie or cake oh oh cake's so sweet man i'm gonna have to say pie on that one okay and last one, favorite band or type of music? Favorite band. Oh, man. Well, first, I already got to honor the Beatles. That's who I think of at first. But okay. uh, when I was a kid growing up, there's this band called Thursday that I would always listen to, and we'd cover their songs with our own band. But so, I mean, Beatles, the just they're a legend of music that done it. But just that rock band that you always listen to when you're a kid and will listen to just for nostalgia uh thursday i was that was my go-to band back in the day solid nice very cool very cool well great that is everything that, that i wanted to, to ask you so thank you so much again you know for coming on it's truly been an honor to uh to chat with you uh and actually you know get to get to yeah to, get to chat with you a little bit beyond just typing in your chat every once in a while <laughs> this was an awesome experience so i'm glad to do this and uh, i appreciate you having me on cool um, well, I'll certainly let you know when we when we send this out. And um, other than that, I hope you have a great rest of your evening and you know, good luck with all of your endeavors. Yeah, you too, man. Good luck on this. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow morning, right? Absolutely. Can't wait. <laughs> hey, see you later. Thanks, okay. man. All right. And we are back. Uh, thank you again, Nino, for coming on and talking with me. It was a lot of fun chatting, getting to know you beyond just know being in your stream so thank you both as well for coming on i certainly do appreciate helping me to wrap up on vancouver uh very cool regional and you know the excitement of the winner for sure so uh thanks again tony this is your special guest for the night tony aka the local shinobi and will Thanks for having me. Congrats again, Semper. We're all proud of you. You killed it, brother. <sighs> Absolutely. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Class dismissed.